Hello and welcome to another in our Rapid Insight podcast series where we consider FCA rules for UK regulated funds. In this podcast series we are specifically covering rules that are relevant to periods of market uncertainty. My name is John Dooley and I am a member of the Institutional Managers team at Simmons & Simmons and I have a specific focus on UK regulated funds. In this podcast I'll summarise the main rules in relation to the valuation of the assets of authorised funds with a focus on fair value pricing. The FCA's rules and guidance on valuation and pricing are set out in Col 6.3. In terms of responsibility, the authorised fund manager is responsible for valuing the scheme property of an authorised fund and for determining the price of units. The depository oversees the manager and has particular responsibilities in reporting and ensuring the rectification of pricing breaches of the manager. The accurate valuation of the assets held by a fund is important because this then determines the price at which investors buy and sell units, and a mismatch between the manager's valuation of the assets would result in some investors gaining an advantage at the expense of other investors. The purpose of the FCA's valuation rules is therefore to ensure that managers pay due regard to investors' interests and treat all investors fairly. It is worth mentioning at the outset that in practice, the board of a manager usually delegates valuation activities to a valuation committee, which should remain separate from the investment manager. The valuation committee should be formed of persons who are appropriately qualified and have sufficient experience. This may include having an independent valuer, and a standing independent valuer is used where a fund holds immovable property. Where fair value pricing is used, the valuation committee is responsible for deciding when this will be used, how it will be used and when it will cease to be used. The depository will need to oversee the function of the valuation committee and decisions made. The FCA's overarching rule on valuation is in Col 6.3.3 and this requires the manager to carry out a fair and accurate valuation of all the scheme property in accordance with the instrument constituting the fund and the fund's prospectus. Guidance supporting this overarching rule is set out in Col 6.3.6 and includes guidance on the valuation of assets, the manager's pricing controls, the depository's oversight role, the recording and reporting of instances of incorrect pricing and the rectification of pricing breaches. The key guidance on the valuation of scheme property is as follows. Investment should be valued using a reputable source where possible and the reliability of the source should be kept under regular review. Any part of the scheme property that is not an investment should be valued at fair value, where investments are assets, rights and interests. A manager must have controls in place to demonstrate that it has effective control over unit prices, including to ensure that asset prices are accurate and up-to-date, that investment transactions are promptly reflected in valuations, and that sources of prices not obtained from the main pricing source are recorded and regularly reviewed. In terms of pricing errors, the guidance on rectification is that the manager must take action to reimburse affected unit holders, former unit holders and the scheme for instances of incorrect pricing, unless the depository considers the breach to not be of minimal significance. This is usually where the error is less than 0.5% of the price of a unit, and where both the manager and depository meet the standards of control set out in the FCA's guidance. However, the depository could still require the manager to make good the error 
if it otherwise deems it to be appropriate. Further, instances of incorrect pricing must be recorded and reported. The reporting requirements fall on the depository, which is required to immediately report to the FCA any instance that it considers to be material, to immediately notify the FCA of any instance where the error is 0.5% or more of the unit price if the depository then considers that reimbursement or payment of this error by the manager is not appropriate, and also to submit a quarterly return of all instances in the preceding period. The value of assets held by authorised funds is usually the closing share price of a stock on a relevant stock exchange. However, a manager must use a fair value price for assets that cannot be so easily valued. I will now run through the key FCA guidance in Col 6.3.6 on fair value pricing. First, the guidance defines a fair value price for a security as the price that, in the manager's opinion, reflects a fair and reasonable price for that investment. The guidance says that a fair value price should be used where a manager has reasonable grounds to believe that either no reliable price exists for a security or that the most recent price available does not reflect the manager's best estimate of the value at the relevant valuation point. Examples given in the guidance for when it may be necessary to use a fair value price for a security are first, where there has been no recent trade in the security. This is the case for many unlisted securities or where there is a listing suspension. Second, where there has been a significant event since the most recent closure of the market from which the security's price is taken, such that the most recent price is materially different to the price that the manager could reasonably believe would exist if the market had been open, which might be where the market has closed for a longer period than usual. There is no definitive list of the situations that would fall into these examples. Suffice to say that there are a large number of such situations, which may include war, political instability, terrorism, natural disasters, pandemics and market volatility. The guidance also lists some of the issues that a manager must consider when deciding whether it needs to use a fair value price. In particular, I would highlight that a manager should consider the type of fund involved, the securities involved, the basis and reliability of the alternative price used, and the manager's valuation policy as set out in the prospectus. In terms of documenting the use of fair value pricing, a manager must document the decisions made to invoke fair value pricing in relation to any asset or assets, and must document the individual decisions made, including details of the fair value pricing policy that is used to determine the price and how that policy has been applied. Lastly, the manager must ensure that the fair value pricing procedures are applied consistently and fairly. Where this is done properly, even where subsequent information indicates that the price should have been determined differently, the FCA guidance states that this will not normally give rise to it being deemed an instance of incorrect pricing. Finally, a couple of practical points on fair value pricing. First, a manager should have a process around when it will invoke fair value pricing and how it will carry out such fair value pricing. This process will need to take into account the different types of assets held by funds run by the manager and trigger points for invoking fair value pricing will similarly differ depending on the asset types. Second, the manager's policy will need to consider the different techniques that might be applied. 
Such techniques might be carried out for specific assets, for specific sectors, for an entire fund, and must be carried out for immovable property. I hope this quick run-through of the main rules and guidance on valuation has been helpful. Please do get in contact if you wish to discuss any particular queries. Thank you for listening. <laughs>